Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Kaya Moynihan. It's Wednesday, October 26th, and we've got the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, we'll talk about communities across the US paying people to move in. Bringing talented individuals, entrepreneurs, people who provide value to the area is a fantastic thing. But first, here's the latest. It looks like we may finally have a deal. Elon Musk will reportedly buy Twitter by Friday, according to Bloomberg. Apparently, Musk told bankers on Monday to send over the $12.5 billion in loans he'll need to finalise the purchase. The rest of the $44 billion will come from his own fortune. He's moving quickly this week because Friday is the deadline a judge gave him to finalise the deal, or he'll have to head to court. And the Washington Post reported last week that Musk is planning to lay off 75% of the Twitter workforce when he becomes the owner. Google parent company Alphabet is reporting a 27% drop in profits from a year ago and revenue of just under $70 billion, which is less than expected. The company is being hit by an issue familiar to other big brands reliant on advertising. Businesses just aren't spending. Amid a worsening global economy, execs say there's been a drop in advertising revenue for things like mortgages, loans and gaming, including on YouTube. The company has already cut some services and cancelled unnecessary business travel. New hiring is expected to slow, but with 12,000 new employees since the summer, there are no signs of layoffs yet. Spotify has added 23 million users in the last quarter, but it hasn't been enough to ease the pressure on finances. The music streaming service reported an operating loss of $227 million, despite a rise in revenue, and things aren't predicted to get much better in the fourth quarter. Once again, it's a loss in advertising revenue that's affecting Spotify's ability to turn a profit and please investors. At the end of Trading Tuesday, shares dropped by around 7%. I don't know about you, but what I dread most about flying is ending up in a middle seat sandwiched between a crying baby and a chronic snorer with no easy way of getting to the restroom or enjoying the views. In a bid to incentivise flyers to rethink their attitude towards the middle seat, Virgin Australia has just launched something called the Middle Seat Lottery, a raffle worth $145,000. It's only open to the airline's frequent flyers. Passengers 18 years and older who sit in the middle seat can enter the lottery on Virgin's app. Prizes include free flights, a helicopter pub crawl, and even a bungee jump. In 1998, deep-sea sonar detected something strange near the Titanic wreckage. The object was so big that some experts thought it might be another shipwreck. But Ocean Gate Expeditions, the organisation that's been exploring the Titanic wreck this year, was finally able to check out the weird anomaly and found out that it's actually a very deep volcanic formation, reaching nearly 10,000 feet deep. Inside this formation, there's a whole ecosystem of coral, sponges and fish. If you want, you can visit this volcanic formation and the Titanic wreckage yourself. Ocean Gate is selling spots on future expeditions. Tickets start at $250,000. Make sure to check back in at the end of your day so you can be up to date with the latest news. And hey, if you like what you hear, give us a rating and review. And as always, thanks for listening. Forget about encouraging workers back into the office. What about coming to work in an entirely different state? 
Smaller cities like Topeka, Kansas, and Tulsa, Oklahoma, as well as states like Vermont and Maine, are trying to bring in new people by paying them to relocate. The offers range from a few thousand dollars to over a hundred K. But are these programs worth it? And who benefits? Insiders Robert Davis has written about these programs, and Dimitri Love is a tech entrepreneur who recently participated in one. Dimitri, the state of Arkansas paid you $10,000 to move from Texas to the Ozarks in Northwest Arkansas. Can you tell us about getting accepted to this program and why you applied in the first place? So the first thing I'll say is there are over 10,000 people that applied to the program, and I was one of the first 100 that were accepted. The reason why I applied is I grew up in Northwest Arkansas, so I wanted to come back home. I thought it was a really cool opportunity to bring tech with my technology company bundle to kind of an underserved area of the Midwest. I thought it was a great place to hire, build, and network myself in a place that I knew so well. So um, that was kind of the motivation of me coming back. And what was the process like? Was it complicated? Did you have to write an essay to the state of Arkansas about how much you loved it? Like, what was it like? (laughs) No, um... I think it was just a simple type form application. Um, So first they ask you a little bit about yourself, where you live, what you do. And then there's like, I think they do research on you, like in the background, they creep on your LinkedIn, your socials, all that good stuff. And then they'll do a simple interview. It was like a 30 minute interview. I actually found out I was accepted on my interview. So you make $250,000 a year. In the scheme of things, 10000 doesn't seem like that much money. So was the money a big enough draw for you? No, no. I think it was the, the program, the opportunity to come back and the network I was going to be joining. So I joined the Northwest Arkansas Council and they were bringing all sorts of really talented entrepreneurs, designers, artists, creatives, blockchain enthusiasts, you name it, back to Arkansas. So just being a part of that was really cool. And then I also got a free mountain bike in, in addition to that $10,000. So I was kind of more focused on that. So Robert, these kinds of paid relocation programs aren't really new. So why are we talking about them right now? Well, you're right. Um, The first one, I believe, started in 2018 up in Vermont. And we're talking about them now because obviously remote work exploded during the pandemic. It's become so much more popular for workers in all industries. And so uh, cities and states more generally are trying to capitalize on that moment. You're looking at this topic more widely. And, you know, these programs often target workers like Dimitri or white collar workers, really. But what about, say, sanitation workers or teachers? Well, I've met one teacher that relocated, you know, he went from Canada actually to Vermont, but you're right. I mean, there's a lot of, we'll say people who don't really work in technology or people who don't really have the opportunity to work remotely full time, Um, firefighters, policemen, teachers, civil servants, they're not really meant to be in these programs. And what do these workers like Dimitri bring to the regions where they relocate, both financially and culturally? Financially, obviously, they're bringing very high incomes. Tulsa is a great example. Their average median income is about 45000 but their relocators' average income is about one hundred and four. Um, so it's more than twice as high as the average salary there, and that obviously helps cities' tax base, right? But there are residents that are obviously, you know, a little disgruntled that they feel like, you know, this money could be better spent on them. But at the same time, there are others who are saying, you know, this is great. You know, my, my small city needs more money. You know, we have road projects 
projects that need to be finished. We have bridges that need to be repaired, and that's money is going to help them, and that's in that small way. I do have some comments on that, though. So, yeah. um, I do get it. I get like, hey, like, why don't we build a park or you know do something that's like more like immediately beneficial? But I think you know bringing talented individuals, entrepreneurs, people who provide value to the area is a fantastic thing. So many opportunities for people from a long-term perspective, like getting people to build their lives in an area that's underserved, I think is much more valuable. Dimitri, what advice would you give to someone who's interested in a program like this? That's a good question. So the first piece of advice, make sure you're moving like for a purpose, move to, to network or move to provide some value either to yourself or to a community. The second piece of advice is I would make sure to choose a place that you love. If you're going to relocate and and move to an entirely new area, go check it out. Yes, money's cool, but you want to be happy where you are. Robert, Dimitri, thanks so much for chatting with me. Robert Davis writes about real estate for Insider, and Dimitri Love is founder of the app Bundle, and he recently moved to Arkansas from Texas. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Kay Moynihan. Talk to you soon. Bye.